Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. I'd like to start my sermon this morning with a question, and that's, would you call yourself a saint? Whenever you wake up in the morning each day, do you look in the mirror, do you see a saint and actually feel as if you are one? Now, I do suppose a few enlightened souls may have answered yes, but my bet is that most of you either internally laughed at this question or else shook your head no. And believe it or not, I do understand that response. We typically reserve the word saint for people who live exemplary spiritual lives. And as such, our tendency is to view the church as this two-dimensional world. There are the ordinary believers, you know, that's us, But then we have this other class of Christians that we call saints. And the distinction in our mind is significant. Believers are ordinary. Saints are virtuous. Believers live in the valley, while saints, they live on the mountaintop. It's not that ordinary believers are judged or condemned or that there's anything wrong with them. It's just that saints are the Christians who are especially blessed. Because saints, they alone have access to the mountaintop where the ultimate blessing can be received. Now, what's tricky is that this idea does have some basis in Scripture where mountaintops are powerful symbols of God's presence and law. And it's absolutely true that If one reads the Old Testament, that when Israel lived in the wilderness, that only the virtuous, only the super holy, only the saints were invited to get near, let alone climb, the mountain of God. And so think about God giving Moses the Ten Commandments. Do you remember who is with Moses on the mountaintop? No one. Because ordinary believers weren't allowed to climb. Or consider Psalm 24, which asks this question, Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who can stand in his holy place? Only those who have clean hands and a pure heart. Only they shall receive a blessing from the Lord. In other words, the virtuous can climb, the saints can climb, people with clean hands and a pure heart can climb, but everyone else, not so much. Ordinary believers had to remain behind in the valley. Enter today's gospel reading where Jesus takes a good look at the crowds and he sees people who know nothing at at all in their life, 
but the experience of the valley. And Jesus climbs the mountain only to do something revolutionary. He invites everyone to climb the mountain with him. Whether their hands are clean or dirty, Jesus says climb. Whether their hearts are pure or filthy, Jesus says climb. Whether they're ordinary or special, Jesus says climb. And listen to Jesus' words. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed, 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 blessed. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, the whole point of today's gospel is that in Christ, the kingdom of heaven is now thrown open to all people, and that in God's kingdom, all are especially blessed by the grace of God. I mean, think about it. You know, we tend to read the Beatitudes as um, these virtues that we need to obtain uh, in order to receive a blessing, but that says a lot more about our conditioning than it does about what's actually in Scripture. And so to be poor in spirit, for example, this is not a virtue to strive for. The poor in spirit are those who feel destitute and spiritually bankrupt. God does not bless anyone because they are poor in spirit. And being a person who mourns, this isn't a virtue. These are the heartbroken. They're paralyzed by rejection. They're gut-wrenched by grief. Life has crushed them and left them on the verge of despair. God does not bless anyone because they mourn. And being meek, this isn't a virtue. The meek are shy and intimidated. They don't always know how to stand up for themselves. God doesn't bless anyone because they are meek. And those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, this is not a virtue. After all, if you have a deep hunger for righteousness, my guess is that you're not that righteous to begin with. God does not bless anyone because they hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now, I do concede that to be merciful, to be pure in heart, to be a peacemaker, these are all wonderful things, virtues that we should seek to embody. But again, we're not blessed because we are merciful, and we're not blessed because we are pure, and we're not blessed because we seek peace. And here's why. It's because there is nothing we can do or not do to earn God's special blessing. No, the reason we are blessed is because in Christ, the kingdom of heaven has now been thrown open to all people, and in God's kingdom, all are especially blessed. Now today, we as a church, we celebrate All Saints Day, 
please do not think that we're here today to celebrate the unique or that we're here to celebrate the special or that we're here to celebrate the extra virtuous. No, we're here today to celebrate you. We're here to celebrate the people you love. And most important of all, we are here to celebrate Jesus, the head of the church, the one in whom and through whom and for whom we have all been eternally blessed. And so with respect to All Saints Day, here's what I think you need to know. First, you are a saint of God. You have been especially blessed by God. That, my friends, is what baptism is. It's this miracle of grace whereby God seals us with his Holy Spirit and then marks us as Christ's own forever. There is no higher blessing. My friends, this is a fullness that cannot be added to or taken away from. As it says in today's reading from 1 John, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. That is what we are. Now, I'm sure you've heard that before that you're a beloved child of God, that the riches of heaven have been lavished upon you, and that there's nothing you can do or not do to earn God's blessing. But if you're like me, you probably need to hear it a lot more. Because this world we live in, it's a wonderful place, but it doesn't just go around giving out unconditional blessings. The world's blessing is always tied to some condition, to some standard we need to meet, right? You've got to be beautiful, be smart, be rich, be successful, have the perfect teeth, the perfect kids, the perfect life, a certain number of likes on Instagram, whatever it happens to be, the list goes on and on and on, but the world we live in doesn't just hand out unconditional blessings. But here's the thing, God does. The church does hand out unconditional blessings. And the whole mission of the church, the reason we exist, is to know God's unconditional blessing, to fully take that blessing in. And then the real fun, God sends us out to share that blessing with other people, which, by the way, is what being a witness to the love of Christ is all about. And so my prayer for myself and for you and for this church is very simple. I just want us to know that in Christ, we are all especially and eternally blessed. And because on All Saints Day, we honor our loved ones who have died, we remember their life, that hope applies also to them. And if we're honest, you know, we sometimes have hard feelings about those who have gone before us. We remember parents who loved us so, so much, but maybe we had a complicated relationship with them. Or we remember friends who got sick and who died way too young. We remember the countless people who have died of COVID or of war or of injustice, right? Deaths that on the surface appear to be quite hopeless. And so what hope does All Saints Day have for them? And what is our hope as a church as we remember their life? 
Well, I'll tell you, I said that a saint is someone who knows that they are especially and eternally blessed by God. That's my working definition for this sermon. And what I'd have you consider is that now they do know. They may or may not have known God's blessing on earth, but now they know. As they sit in Christ at the right hand of God, and in a moment when together we share in the Eucharist, and to be really, really clear, if you're worshiping from home today, you are still with us at this table because God is not bound by time or space or any other confinement. And so when we all gather together, which we will, the dead in Christ will all be present. And from where they sit in eternity, those things that were left unresolved in their life are now fully resolved in Christ. Beloved, it says in today's reading, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. We do know this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And so whenever you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, I hope that you don't fool yourself into thinking there's some ordinary believer reflected back to you, because honestly, there is no such thing. There's only baptized children of God, saints, who have been especially and eternally blessed by virtue of their citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. I want you to know and I want you to feel that you have God's special blessing, not because you're good, but because God is good and God has chosen to bless you from the foundation of this world. And then I'm going to ask you to make a choice, to choose to make God's special blessing the foundation of your life, to know the blessing, and then to find a small but intentional way to share that blessing with someone in your life. Because to be quite honest, there are far too many people in this world and far too many people in the church who have never been told that the mountaintop is also for them. Amen.